if a libretto is good, um, I sit there and I read it and the musical ideas start coming immediately. Because I'm not somebody who goes around uh, um, from morning until night with musical ideas running through my head. More likely to be some awful jingle I've heard on the radio or or some ghastly pop song that I particularly hate. Uh, So when it comes to having to sit down and compose, it's like turning on a switch. And all that stuff evaporates uh, and you start thinking. And sometimes the ideas don't come. Um, If it's an instrumental piece, you can sit at the piano and improvise and maybe jot down some interesting idea that comes. If you have a libretto in front of you, uh, I imagine it's quite possible that nothing would happen either for some time. Uh, But I've found uh, with the libretti I've worked on during the years that they did tend to suggest musical ideas more or less straight away. Um, But I think that is why I have really enjoyed writing these long-term projects like operas, because over a period of time, um, that's not like the couple of months that a, an instrumental piece might take you, maybe over a year or more than a year. In the case of the Alma Fetish, I think the whole thing lasts about six years. Um, but uh, nonetheless, because you know what you're doing, you have this specific project in hand, um, it kind of relieves you of a lot of mental stress uh, over over a, a lengthy period. You don't always have to be reinventing the wheel. The wheel is sitting there and you're just hoping that it'll roll of its own accord, and it does if things go well. But I spend about between four and five months of the year in in uh, a small city in Bavaria, uh, where um, my wife and I have an attic, soundproofed, where I have my studio, uh, and where I can work into the night and do. So I do an awful lot of my work when I'm there. Uh, an awful lot of the actual nitty-gritty of, of writing down the notes in pencil, which is what I do. I do there because I've nothing else. I've no distractions. So the, the, the creative side of things, I, I find actually getting away from my main home, which is Dublin, uh, for a period of a few months is absolutely essential. I, I, I really value that. I value having that option available to me. What is it that attracts you to to opera so much? Well, I think it's a little bit like what attracted a composer like Arnold Schoenberg to to um, opera, and generally speaking, to to works using texts um, early on in his career in particular. Um, it's because the text gives you a, a kind of preordained structure. Um, now you divide a separate structure of your own for the music, but that structure is already there. Uh, so for me, an opera is, is attractive because it's a kind of collaboration. Um, even when you write your own libretto, as I did for the, the first two or three, uh, first two anyway, um, you're still collaborating. You're collaborating with uh, an aspect of yourself, more or less, and you're collaborating perhaps with uh, with whoever wrote uh, pre-existent text and I kind of like that 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 sense of, of going out of myself and collaborating with somebody and bringing it back into myself and seeing what comes out the other side but in terms of the you know the production that is built up around the opera I mean how do you deal with that as a composer or, or do, does a point come whereby your role in that is not as central compared to, let's say, the director or any any of the staging aspects. Well, you know, I'm not Stockhausen. I'm not a I'm not a conf- control freak. 
um, there comes a point uh, when having produced the, the, the goods, as it were, um, I think uh, you, you just have to let go to a degree um, and let other people, uh, again, this is the meaning of collaboration, let other people do the things that they're, they're qualified to do. Um, you may then disagree with some of what is, is proposed, but the great moment is when, uh, when the person actually uh, persuades you or when you actually see the result and you are persuaded that that person was right. Uh, and that your original idea has, in fact, if anything, been improved. Uh, and I've had such experiences. Uh, there have been other experiences that have been less happy, maybe, uh, earlier on. But uh, on the whole, you know, being being prepared to let go to a degree, uh, it's, it's a bit like, um, I suppose, a bit like taking your child to school and saying, all right, go in there now and clear off. And the child kind of looks back with tears in his or her eyes, um, and, and, and you go off and do your thing. It's a bit like that. There's been an increase in the number of operas being written on stage in this country over the last maybe seven, eight years. Uh, with all that, do you think there is now the beginnings of a 21st century Irish opera tradition? Um, I do actually, yeah. It's, it's it's an interesting phenomenon because opera is still uh, a devilishly difficult thing to to produce, uh, and actually getting public interest in it is is devilishly devilishly different difficult. I know quite a few operas that have been composed by composers just because they wanted to do it, uh, and it's an extraordinary thing to undertake and a very uncertain thing. And I'm not quite sure why it's happening, um, but. Unless there is some, I mean, we don't have an ideal situation in this country, generally speaking, for support of the arts and particularly not for support of so-called classical music. Uh, if that were to com collapse completely, which is conceivable, um, then this tradition would not uh, come into being. Um, but so far, I think the omens are, are quite good and I think it's an extremely interesting and strange development.